Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Thursday, April 28th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Penske Automotive had a great quarter. Ford Motor Company, not so much. And a revived sports car regains its manual transmission. Plus, Nissan looks for better computer vision a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford's first quarter financial report looked like a case of the tail wagging the dog. Automotive and financial operations earned about $2.3 billion before interest and taxes, which was down from a year earlier, but still solid. But the company reported a net loss of $3.1 billion because its investment in Rivian fell in value by more than $5 billion. Stock in the new EV specialist fell by half in the quarter to $50 from around one hundred two. What's worse, since the quarter ended, Rivian stock slide has continued. It closed yesterday just above $31. Ford executives declined to comment on plans for the Rivian shares. Ford cannot sell any of its roughly 12% stake until a lockup period for pre-IPO investors ends next month. In actual operations, the microchip shortage hampered company production, especially in January and February. Wholesale shipments fell 9% in the quarter to about 970,000. Ford CFO John Lawler said the company has about 53,000 vehicles sitting around just waiting for chips or related components. Most of those are its largest, most profitable vehicles, such as F-Series pickups and Explorer crossovers. Also on Wednesday, Ford said it is cutting 580 salaried and agency jobs in the U.S. as it reorganizes automaking operations under two new divisions, one for EVs, one for traditional models. The automaker is eliminating about 350 salaried and 230 agency positions on U.S. engineering teams, according to a spokeswoman. Ford alerted affected employees on Wednesday. The job cuts were reported first by the Detroit Free Press. There was better earnings news at Penske Automotive Group. First quarter net income more than doubled as the retailer turned in its most profitable quarter ever. Used vehicle revenues surged, and the company's dealership produced higher gross profits across all business lines. Penske reported Wednesday that net income soared to almost $370 million, up from $183 million a year earlier. Revenue jumped 21% to almost $7 billion. And in product news, the Supra is getting back its shifter. When Toyota reintroduced the Sporty Compact for the 2020 model year after a 17-year absence, it installed an 8-speed automatic transmission. Now, a freshened version for 2023 brings back the stick. Toyota is offering a 6-speed manual transmission as an option for higher-end versions of the GR Supra Coupe. Other improvements include retuned suspension and braking, a new 12-speaker JBL audio system, and a new paint option called Stratosphere Blue. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, Nissan shows the value of LiDAR, but at what cost? 
after the break. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Nissan demonstrated a next-level driver assistance system that can avoid rolling tires or stop for a wayward pedestrian, represented by a mannequin for testing purposes. The key to such high-level performance? LiDAR, which it aims to sell on virtually every car it makes by the end of the decade. The biggest hurdle? Cost. To explain Nissan's approach to LiDAR and some other recent developments, I called up Automotive News Asia editor Hans Greimel in Tokyo. Hans Greimel, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. So you've been writing a lot of stories this week about Nissan. Uh, most recently, uh, I think they, they showed off their LiDAR technology. What, what's going on? What are they working on there? Well, uh, Nissan... Uh, is really banking on LIDAR uh, to, as a technology that will create a breakthrough for them in driver-assisted safety or you know, driver, uh, driver safety assist systems. And it, part of its revival plan or its, its uh, mid, new midterm plan through 2030 is to have these LIDAR systems in basically every car, every new car that it's bringing out. So it really wants to popularize LIDAR as the next step of its kind of pro-pilot driver assist system. And that's what it's working on here. And recently it showed off a prototype system that it's working on that it should have on the streets uh, around 2025. So is this a, this is a level three type system? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about Elon Musk and Tesla and his plans to bring out, you know, a robo taxi that is an entirely, you know, camera oriented. Uh, no LIDAR, no radar, uh, and that would be a level four or level five type system. I know there's a lot of skepticism around this, but is Nissan, uh, Nissan's working on a level, this is level three that they're bringing LIDAR in? Well, they don't actually, they shy away from saying that this is a level of anything because this is just a technology that enables you to have 
safe and secure driving at any level because their argument is that even at level three, because there are some level three cars out there, it's not really safe or secure because the human has to be ready to take over at at an instance of emergency. The LIDAR system that they're working on, that Nissan's working on, the secret here is that they say this enables uh, emergency maneuvers at high speed, which are something that even level three can't uh, achieve today. So for example, you're driving down the road and a, um, uh, a semi-truck jackknifes in front of you, or another car uh, backs out suddenly from a, um, uh, a driveway or something, and you're driving at high speeds, you know, in excess of 50 miles per hour, or a tire pops off a car in the other lane and comes bouncing into your lane, and you need to react quickly, and you're driving at high speeds. They say that this LIDAR system will enable that um, the car to react auto, uh, automatically. In, in other words, take autonomous driving into high-speed uh, emergency maneuvers. And that's the uh, added benefit that this new system brings. Wow. You know, you think about it's all those unpredictable things, right? It's the, the rock falling on the mountain road. It's the, the deer jumping out from behind a brush. Uh, these are the edge cases that are so hard for for so many systems to really deal with. It's why why self driving is so darn hard. <laughs> even yeah. uh, even a assisted drive automated you know assisted driving is is really a, a challenge and, and having that. That's deal- right. Yeah. So yeah, they're working on all those you know the thousand and one different cases that you can't even imagine today that would really wreak havoc for both uh, automated driver and human driver, especially if you're relying on a, a handoff between the two interfaces, you know, from, uh, from robo, robo car to human car and how, who's taking over. This is a system that's supposed to provide extra uh, level of security at the automated level. All right. Well, one last thing on LIDAR. I mean, one of the big, concerns over time has been the cost uh is it does nissan feel like they're making progress in making lidar you know a a cost-effective technology that their suppliers are able to provide them with technology that you know can let more people put that on their car to help help make their systems work better well the assumption here is yes that they can get the cost down or that costs will come down but it's very you know prohibitively expensive today um, the Nissan says that the cost of a single LIDAR sensor today can run as high as, you know, a thousand dollars. And they say to make it, um, you know, go mainstream, the price has to come down under $300. So, uh, that's a, that's a big drop, but, you know, he points the Nissan would point out too, that, you know, when radar systems came out, um, you know, uh, years ago or decades ago, they cost about a thousand dollars too. And now they go for less than, you know, a hundred dollars a pop. So they are, are banking on that, um, price drop now they, but the reason that they say LIDAR is necessary is because it's fast. It detects the shape and it works, um, in better, you know, different kinds of weather conditions, and um, it has a long range. So, and it, so that when paired with a camera and the radar system provides kind of a, uh, 
a tapestry, if you will, of different overlays that provides the best um, sensory perception of the world around the car. A lot of expensive technology is needed to uh, replicate the human brain and, and healthy eyes uh, and to supersede them. Hey, uh, so I want to move on to some other Nissan topics. Uh, you, we've been talking about cost. Uh, Nissan had brought back its Datsun brand uh, really as a low cost brand for, you know, uh, developing economies. And now it's, uh, it's, it's killed it off yet again. What's, uh, what, what's the takeaway from that? Well, it's, it's, uh, the take, the big takeaway is that they're learning from their mistakes. I suppose the Datsun brand was revived and it went back on, it actually started sales back in 2014. That was part of uh, then CEOs Carlos Ghosn's attempt to uh, break into the emerging markets. And back then, you know, the so-called BRIC economies, Brazil, India, Russia, uh, China, uh, you know, Africa, even at that point was, were considered like up and coming uh, boom markets because of their growing middle class and uh, consumer classes in those countries. But um, they never really took off, and Nissan never really developed a, a product that caught on. The idea of, of Datsun mm, just didn't mesh with the, 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 the local aspirations of those markets who would rather have a Nissan rather than a Datsun. And um, on top of that, the, the technology was kind of older uh, Nissan or Alliance technology and not the latest cutting edge uh, stuff. So while it was low cost, it was also low tech and never really found a market. On top of all that, the emerging markets in, the, in general didn't really blossom in the way that a lot of analysts and the industry watchers expected. They kind of stalled and emerging markets have, have uh, not, you know, developed into the um, the top tier level that a lot of people were predicting at the time. So uh, because Nissan's now in, a, in a, a difficult state, it's deciding to focus on its core brands of Nissan and Infinity, and it's uh, doing away with Datsun. Yeah, those, uh, aside from China, those economies, those, those auto markets didn't, didn't so much emerge as they were expected. And, uh, and the dots is probably a wise move for dot for Nissan to, to send away the Datsun. But, you know, some of us Americans of certain ages, you know, we, we were, we have fond recollections of, you know, really high value, you know, Datsun B210s. And the, uh, of course the, the great, the original Z cars, right. were even Datsuns. So, Right. It really was a brand builder for uh, for the whole Nissan company in the United States. It's really what got Nissan off the ground in the United States and made it such a powerful uh, uh, force, basically, with American customers. Um, they phased it out um, eventually in, in, I think it was in, uh, boy, in 1980, early 80s, maybe 1983, and they just to consolidate around the Nissan brand. And at that point, there was a big backlash by, especially from dealers and loyalists. But now, hardly anybody remembers the Datsun brand in the United States, and um, and people in other <laughs> emerging markets don't appreciate it either. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of the Datsun and the and the Z, uh, I can't let you go without addressing the uh, delay to the launch of the the new Z, the twenty twenty three. 
um, was supposed to come out in in June in Japan, but now it's probably in the the third quarter, the third calendar quarter, not uh, not to be confused with the fiscal quarter. Uh, what's the Nissan's facing a lot of challenges on production, aren't they? Yes, they are. I mean, it's not a big delay. So in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not. Uh, uh, big, big bad news or anything. It's, it's just a couple months, but it's um, for Nissan. It's more of an embarrassment, I would say. Probably, you know, the Z car is supposed to be a symbol of their revival in the post gone era, and it's part of their tagline. Actually, they have this new product offensive called Nissan A to Z, and the A stands for the Aria All Electric Crossover that's uh, coming this year, and the Z, of course, stands for the Z car. But both the A and the Z have been delayed because of uh, product delays, uh, mostly blamed on things like the COVID pandemic and the uh, global supply chain supply chain crunch. But still, it's uh, what Nissan really needs is a car to come these new image cars to hit the market quickly and make a splash. And uh, these delays are just frustrating that effort. Hans Grable. Automotive News Asia Editor. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on automated driving, advanced technology, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News multimedia team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work.